In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And, Robin, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of 2012. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It seems like we were just getting ready to start 2012. And, we, you know, I think the older you get, you say that quicker and quicker every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But next year, like, what, three weeks, we will start our fourth year on the air, which is pretty amazing. That's amazing. It's so exciting. Gosh, we've had so many wonderful people that we've met over the over the course of all three years. Um, and over the, the hiatus that we have, I'm going to pull together a couple of shows that are just going to feature some of our past guests. So uh, I hope that people over the holidays will have a chance to uh, pull some of the podcasts in and, and listen to some of, the, uh, some of the encores that we're going to present. I'm excited to do that. I love doing that because I love love going back and listening to what some of our other guests have uh, have uh, shared with us, and it's it's just really great. We've met so many super people. We have, we have. We should make a blooper reel, just like every time I bust <laughs> down somebody, you know, take their rank down, I don't know, six or seven pegs, or get their name wrong, get the wrong guest. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> How many times have we said someone's name wrong? You know. <laughs> well, you know, I speaking of names wrong. I was so conscious this weekend. Um, we had our annual Toys for Tots party up here at the ranch, and, and we've um, got to talk about that in a minute, Sam. We've got to talk about that. We do, we do, and we were honoring a Purple Heart veteran from the Korean War, and his <sighs> name was spelled H. E-U-C-K-E-R, and I was like, hooker, hacker, hacker, hooker, you know, and he's old, and his whole family's there, and I'm thinking, crap, didn't I learn anything from being on the radio about getting this person's name right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but I'm sure it was wonderful. So tell us now, we have to uh, give you a little uh, drum roll here because we um, are so proud of you, Sandra, for supporting Toys for Tots for over 20 years. In my uh, little blurb that I had put on our Facebook page, I had said nearly uh, two decades, but you are cranking over over a quarter of a century here, girl. I know. I don't want to tell people that I'm happy to say 
over 20 because if I say the actual year, which is actually over 25, people can add 18 to it and find my real age. And we know that we just don't ever do that. That's why we're on the radio. We could be 105 or 5 and no one would know the difference. No, dear. You could have started this as a Girl Scout project, you see, and you were doing this at age 10. So there you go. Oh, I'm going to add that to my repertoire of lies about my age. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about this event over the weekend. It was fantastic. You know, we've been doing it up at the ranch here for five years. Prior to that, we did it in Beverly Hills. We did it in Simi Valley. We've had uh, Toys for Tots events at the Derby Girls, which is the Los Angeles Roller Derby. We've had them at mm-hmm. comedy clubs. The Improv has supported us over the years. Um, this one, actually, though, is the private party that I have at my house. And a few of my close friends, we got together about Oh, over 20 years ago, and decided instead of exchanging gifts, we would turn our family holiday parties into a toy drive. And uh, one of my girlfriends, Kim Little Latt, she was Nurse Hilliard on Diagnosis Murder, and she and her husband, David Latt of Assignment Films, they collected over 250 toys alone from their sphere of influence. And Kim oh, my word. About, you know, people, a lot of people don't know what to buy for kids, and they give her cash donations and say, go buy on my behalf. And she told the greatest story about, she's like, Brown Thursday or whatever she called it. She got up at like 12 midnight and got in line at Target or somewhere where they were oh. having all 99 Barbies. And she came in, I'm not kidding you, with two cases of these Barbie dolls, 60 to a case. Really? And oh. I just you know, amazing, amazing toys coming in. And, um, oh, and something else happened, Rob, that was just so fantastic. Um, we had a car pull up, and a guest that I hadn't expected, and a young man yeah. gets out about 20 years old with his 16-year-old brother, and yeah. they come lugging in with toys, and I, I look at him, and he's kind of, you know, familiar, but not, you know, not mm-hmm. immediately recognizable. And he comes up to me, and he goes, Miss Sandra, you don't recognize me, do you? And I <laughs> And I'm sorry, I don't. And he's like, well, you know, he's like 11 years ago when I was 10. Um, he's like, you gave me a toy for Toys for Tots, and that year it was the only toy that I received. And my brother, too, who was six at the time, and his little brother was there. And he said, we're old enough now that we can get toys for other kids. And I, you know, I had to go in the other room, like, because I... You know, you know me. I burst into tears. And well, I'm choking up just listening to it, Sandra. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's like he received the toys. You know, talk about what a little thing. You know, here I give this toy. Don't even think of it twice yeah. to this little kid and his brother. And then ten years later, they come in. You know, in this beat up car, all full of toys. You know, they have needs themselves, but they wanted to turn around and do something for other children. It was it was the best, Rob. I can't. It's that one's wow. going to be hard. Rob. I mean, the pulled pork was good. <laughs> this was much better. <laughs> oh, and you had uh, some gentlemen from. Uh, were they from Pendleton that came to? Uh, no, they were from the third uh, Anglico. Um, the third Anglico, which is down in Bell, California, and uh, Long Beach, uh, they came up for um, four guys. I'm going to read their names. I have to look it up because I can't remember it. And I'm going to get their ranks right this year because oh, last year he wrote them down and I didn't know their ranks. I couldn't remember. Um, 
but uh, this year uh, I did get the ranks right. There was Gunnery Sergeant Biotti, uh Staff Sergeant Minnis, Staff Sergeant Spark, and uh, uh-huh. Lance Corporal Minnison, who was all of like 18 years old and looked scared to death. And I was like, honey, it's not a rack, it's just a Toys for Tots party, but I think I scared him. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Um, every every year you have just totally blown me away as far as what you accomplish. And that's uh, you're just one of hundreds of people across the country who are supporting this, this organization. Um, we probably should let people know that they can go to Toys for Tots.org, and that's uh, toys and spelling out F-O-R-T-O-T-S dot org to uh, see what's happening in their area. Um, because well, there's... People, they can do their own, Rob. That's the beauty of it. Like, it makes yes. it so much fun. And if you're a mom listening and you have especially elementary school-age children, you know the excess that these kids get on holidays, especially these birthday parties where people come and give just a crazy amount of gifts. And mm-hmm. I know my aren't going to play with all of those. They shouldn't have all those. It's not good for any kid to have that much stuff. And so mm-hmm. we picked the few that we really want, and then we set the other ones aside for Toys for Tots. And I'll tell you, I asked last year I asked 20 moms to do the same, and we got probably 50 or 60 really nice toys that you can take your tax deduction, you can donate it to Toys for Tots, or you could have a party, make your holiday party instead of bringing a bottle of wine or asking people to bring, you know, food, ask them to bring a toy and you'll be amazed. And people talk about like, you know, somebody brought an Etch-a-Sketch. He's like, I love this as a kid. And, (laughs) you know, people bring their favorite books. And, you know, I was sitting on the floor with three other moms. You know, we're all 40-something moms, professional women. Look at all the Barbies. We're like, look at her hair. Look at her dress. Look at her shoes. You know, and the kids are outside on the ranch playing. And these four moms, we were all just sitting around going through all the Barbies, just looking just looking at them. Oh, oh, how wonderful. And I think that just transcends into the giving. All of you getting so excited to pull these toys together, all of you so excited to give these toys and to know from the other side uh, and hearing it firsthand from someone who has uh, been enriched because of it. Oh, that's just, that's just fantastic. It is. Well, and you know, you know, you hear about the thing, you know, the kind of the mission of Toys for Tots. It's to build mm-hmm. self-esteem, you know, by giving a child a shiny new toy. And that really didn't have much meaning to me. You know, I mm-hmm. get it, kind of, you know, but self-esteem building is so like, ugh, we hear that everywhere these days. But mm-hmm. when I was talking to this young man um, who I had given the toys to, you know, 10 years ago, he said to me, he said, Sam, you don't understand what it means when when you don't get anything on Christmas and everybody else does and you see TV and you see your friends and stuff like that. And he's like, I thought, you know, like Santa forgot about me. And, you know, he just, um, you know, it's just, it can't even be put into words to be able to experience that. And all it was was, you know, I don't even, I don't think he could even remember what it was because I asked him, I said, what did I give you? Yeah. (laughs) uh, I don't think he, I don't think he, either he didn't answer me, he didn't remember, or, you know, I I don't know. But, you know, where in the world do you have the opportunity to touch somebody with just a little toy and make their day and make, in this case, make an impact in this young man's life and his brother? Absolutely. We should also say on this very same website, if you are a family who, uh, because you are traveling, (coughs) excuse me, I had a very tickle there, Um, for whatever reason, you can go and request a toy. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Hospitals, group homes, foster care agencies, churches, religious organizations, girls' groups, boys' groups, schools, anybody can, can sign up uh, to be the recipient for a child. I just had a little tickle. I'm sorry. Haha, <laughs> Robin's choking. Well, I'm going to take her to commercial break while Robin chokes off whatever she was. You were probably eating during the show. That's what I would be doing. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood, or I'm sorry, Military Mom Talk Radio with Robin Boyd. When we come back from the break, we are going to welcome Tracy Kramer Kelly. She is the author of True Surrender. She takes a mighty fine picture. She and her husband live in small town Minnesota, and you're not going to want to miss it. So come back after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Mom, 
Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd on Military Mom Talk Radio. Rob, you feeling better? You were kind of choking there before the break. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <clears throat> of course, it's always when you're right in the middle of saying something, you get that funny little tickle in your throat, and you know that that's not going to go away. You were oh, I... here. Admit it. I've done it before. I was like chewing bread one time, breathed in, sucked it all into my lungs, just coughed for a whole second, tried to tell people, oh, I'm really very sick. I'm really very sick. No, it wasn't. I'm not eating. I promise. I do have my cup of tea, though, and uh, so I'm all set and ready to go to meet Tracy. <laughs> that is so fun. Well, you know what? Tracy Kramer Kelly has written this fantastic book. Um, both of us have read it, Rob, and it's a really great read. It's easy. It's light. It's fun. Um, it's interesting. It's poignant. It's kind of got everything in there. What do you think, Rob? I do, too. It was a very easy read, and I don't mean that in that it's a simple story. It's a very uh, wonderful story, and it grips you, and I think that's when it becomes an easy read because you just don't put it down. You just want to get right to the next chapter. So I'm anxious to say hi to Tracy. It is well organized. It's easy to follow. Like for me, Rob, I read a lot late at night. Like my, by the time my kids get in bed by eight thirty, nine o'clock, that's my time to kind of catch up on with my reading. And when I read some of these books that are kind of hard to follow or they get really technical into certain things and I have a hard time with it, that mm-hmm. wasn't this. This was really entertaining and it kept me engaged the whole book. Absolutely. Okay, there's my book review. No, we can bring Tracy, are you with us? I am with you. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Robin. Welcome. Hey. Thank you for having me. That's so fun. We love your Thank you for the really kind words about the book. I'm glad you enjoyed it. How long did it take you to write it? Um, That one took me about two years, honestly, to write that one. My first one took me three, so I'm getting better. (laughs) Are you going to knock the next one out in a year? Uh, no, um, my next one will be out next fall if everything goes according to schedule, which is another two-year time frame. <laughs> so, like like well, you guys, I have kids too, so I, yeah, yeah. Well, that's does. the thing, when you are a mom and you also work, um, when do you find time to do your writing? Yes, like like you guys, I'm a mom. I have a uh, son who just turned 10 a couple days ago, actually, and a daughter who's five. And I, uh, my husband and I own a, a business, a motorcycle accessories business. So my writing time really is kind of like stolen time. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an hour at a, a coffee shop when I can swing it, like in the, on a morning after I drop the kids at work, maybe before or at school before I have to go to work, um, or I'll write in the evenings, which is which is harder. You know, you were mentioning you get tired in the evenings, and reading is sometimes hard, while writing's harder mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're tired oh, in the evenings. So. <laughs> well, but, then you're um, stealing from sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes writing in the evening's not a good thing because I'll be working on something, and then I'll go to bed, and my brain is all full of whatever scene I'm working on, and um, and then it's harder to fall asleep because you're really you're, you're thinking about your you know what you're writing, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that you're so candid about it because there's so many people who say, well, I'll write when I'm retired or I'll tell my story, you know, whenever. And I'm always so proud of women who are doing it all. Maybe we don't do it all perfectly. Maybe we don't do it all at once. Um, But realistically, when I look at our authors, you know, 
it's different when you're retired and you have your income and you're solely focusing on your work versus juggling motherhood, work, you know, your own life and your own health along with writing your book. Yes. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to do too many things, and I wish I did have more time for my creative endeavors. Sure. Yeah. You know, but I just think you did a great job, and I I think it's really inspirational to all the mothers out there that think that, you know what, they can't do it. And you're right, you know, you take an hour here or an hour there from uh, different places uh, to, to work on your book, and eventually it's like those little steps turn into a mile. And you know what? Sometimes two years go by in a flash. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Oh, yeah. It seems like two years is a long time to, to put a book out, but then, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's over and you have a book, you know. So, yeah. yes, it's doable. You just keep plugging away, you know, one day at a time. Mm. Um, True Surrender had um, s- sort of extra special meaning to me because the character, because I have a military background <laughs> A long time ago, I'm, I'm, I'm a little older now, but my military background was when I was pretty young, and um, the character in True Surrender is a wounded veteran, and it just really, you know, having friends and acquaintances with, you know, the struggles like that, coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq, mm-hmm. um, this one just really grabbed a hold of me, this character, and, it, and just the story had to be told, and that helps, of course, get the book finished when the character's really just you know, telling you, you know, the character's telling you what they want to do, what he wants to say next or do next or, or so on. So um, I this book for me, this is my second book. My first one will be always, you know, special because it was the first. But this one, mm-hmm. you know, for some reason, the, you know, the characters, uh, you know, the, the military background of the characters really just got in under my skin. And, and I do tend to write a little bit in that vein anyway, but I'm sure... I'm going to have to do some more writing with with veterans and and military heroes in the stories, you know. That was going to be one of my questions, was was your military uh, time uh, sort of what inspired you for True Surrender, and did that in turn inspire you to become a helicopter pilot, or how was your sequencing (laughs) in your life? (laughs) Well, um, I'll be totally... Um, frank about it, when I joined, I was only 17. I was just short of my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I did it for the GI Bill because I wanted to go to college. And my family didn't have a lot of money to pay for my college, so I had to pay for it myself. So my main motivation, really, honestly, was to get to put myself through college on the GI Bill. And um, I was at that time interested in becoming either a physical therapist or something in the medical field. So I was trained as a, as a field medic and then subsequently trained as a paramedic by the Army. And that definitely um, impacts my writing. Like all that medical background mm-hmm. um, is kind of what um, I, some people have told me it's sort of like my signature in my writing because <laughs> in each of my books, including the one I'm working on now that I'm going to release next year, there is a some sort of medical either emergency or situation going on or um, ongoing medical condition, or, you know. Um, so I definitely use those um, elements to develop my character, you know, to, 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 to show the character changing and transforming based on what is actually occurring to them. And a lot of times it is something either dramatic, medically related, or like a search and rescue scene on a, in a riverbank or something like that. I, I tend to use that a lot. I, I, I like those kind of elements for character, for character building. 
But um, the helicopter part you mentioned, the the helicopter pilot part, that was completely influenced by my time in the reserves because uh, for two weeks in the summer we would go and play, um, we would play, quote-unquote, mock exercises of mass casualties. Mm -hmm. And uh, one year I got to ride, I got to be the triage medic, and I got to fly in a helicopter, and I was like, this is so cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, I had no no intention of, like, you know, sticking around in the military at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because to be a pilot um, in the military, that's a pretty big commitment if you want them to train you to do that. Um, so I decided, because in my naive at the age of 20, I decided I would just learn to do it on my own, and I would do it by the time I turned 30, because that looked like it was a long way away when I was 20. Oh gosh, um, doesn't it? So, <laughs> <I'll> go, <"Ow." laughs> so, so the helicopter pilot thing was what I call a big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, one of those big things in your life that you want to accomplish. And when I turned yep. twenty-nine, I decided I better start on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it took me. Uh, it was a month before my thirty-first birthday, so I just barely kind of squeaked in under that thirty-year-old thing when I got my license. So, mm. um, and I, I, I still really love helicopters. They're extremely expensive, uh, prohibitively so right now, especially after 9-11 happened. Um, that industry really took a, a, a tough hit. Um, so I haven't really been able to fly in a number of years now. And, you know, I went back for some fixed wing lessons. It just isn't the same. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hold out, I guess. <laughs> Well, talk about multidimensional because not only do you, are you a helicopter pilot and you are res, you were a reservist and you are an author and you have a, a very successful motorcycle accessory business, but you're also a singer. You're also a drummer. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> before we end the segment, I, I want to make sure that we include a little bit of your music because you have a beautiful voice on top oh, of everything you. else that you do. You Everything going for. It's a little raspy today because we, we have this big storm here in Minnesota last night and everything shut down. Yeah. We had 10 inches of snow and ice, so, and it's, it's, it's just that raw Minnesota scratchy in my voice this, today, I, uh, but thank you. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's cue Sabrina and have, let's listen to a little snippet of it before we uh, round out the segment. How appropriate, a cool rider, because uh, you Fun. do love your motorcycles. That's wonderful. Yeah, yep, I'm a biker chick, too. Whenever I get the time, I steal a little time away on that, too. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Now, where can we find more about you? Because I know our guests are, are going to want to be finding you and reading all about you and being ready for your next book when it comes out. Where can we find you? Absolutely. Um, you can find the music. Uh, the, there's, there's a one large website, but it's easier to go look for the book under www.truesurrenderbook.com. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That'll get you to my writing. Um, the next book coming out is called Take Two. And um, starting in January, I'm hoping to actually share um, information with people from free chapters. So they just oh, have to join wonderful. my Yahoo group. 
Tracy will be sure to give other websites on the other side of the break on Are Military, you a military Mom, Talk Radio. Mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning. Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we'll be right back after these. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest uh, last segment was Tracy Kramer-Kelly of True Surrender. And, Rob, you've got some websites um, that that we can use, because Tracy, we cut, cut off going yeah, to the yeah, we ran a little bit short with Tracy, and I do apologize for that. We Hopefully we can have Tracy visit us again, because, boy, is she she has so many things that she can share with us. www.tracy, and that's T-R-A-C-E-Y, Kramer, C-R-A-M-E-R, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, dot com. And you can find all about her book, True Surrender, Last Chance Rescue, um, and her music videos, how to order it, how to find her, how to say hello, all kinds of things. What a great gal. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I was like, she's like, you know, I have, I don't have a lot of time. I'm just busy doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love people. 
people like that because then I sit back and say, okay, stop with the wah, wah, wah and get off your butt, girl, and go do some wonderful things. She is. She's great. (laughs) And talk about great women. We've got another great woman coming on here. Huh, Sandra? We do. Today's like the Women Power Show between Tracy Kramer, Kelly, Marcella Stretch, and Debbie Gregory. I know it. I know it. Talk about powerful women. Yeah. Well, let's see. Do we have uh, Marcella Stretch here today? Marcella's here. How's everybody doing today? Yay! Hi, Marcella. Hi. You all had a great guest earlier. Tracy was awesome. Wasn't she, though? Yes. Yeah. So, well, you're pretty awesome, too. You're going to help us navigate for pause, you, your Facebook group, Parents of Deployed Soldiers, the holiday season, because that's really tough for our pods, for our parents of deployed soldiers, as well as for the spouses and the kids. But for the purposes of this segment, we're really going to deal about the parents. Um, Marcella, when your kids were deployed, what was the hardest part of the holiday season for you? Um, not having them home during the holiday was the hardest part. When that was like in 2009, that was the first Christmas that we experienced not having my son stateside. And it was very hard for everybody that he wasn't there to celebrate with us. Did you have the benefit of technology at that time so that you were able to Skype them or Skype him or at least, um, have uh, email back and forth? Yes, um, technology was very, you know, useful back then, and it still is today because now a lot of parents can Skype or uh, FaceTime and some other things they can do. They can. We always talk about the green dot whenever they're online at Facebook. We green dot each other, and what does that mean? The green dot is, oh, yeah, the green dot is awesome because the green dot is when you have a Facebook friend and a lot of us are friends with our children, is that when we see that they're online, we'll see a little green dot on the chat side to let us know our son or daughter is online. That's so cool. And we celebrate the green dot, so that's, you know, (laughs) that's an awesome thing because it's very rare that we get the green dot, so you don't know when it's coming or what day it's going to show up or what hour it's going to show up. I mean, I know some parents be waiting in the middle of the night looking for their green dot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What are some things parents can do, Marcella, especially with respect to your group, uh, to help them get through the holidays without their son or daughter? The first thing they can do is join the group if they haven't joined already. And they can do a search for us on Facebook through uh, just do search parents of deployed service members. I know one of you, I can't remember if it's Robin or if it's Sandra, y'all say, um, you all would say soldiers, but we changed it to service members. We did used to be parents of deployed soldiers, but we realized that soldiers only represent the Army. And service members represent all branches. Oh, sorry, I'll I'll change that in my head, but I promise Marcella, knowing me, I'll get it wrong again next no, year. No, no, no. We know it's just a technical, you know, error, but, you know, we just like to give um, give credit to every uh, military branch. We don't want to make them think that we're just pro-Army. That's true. That's true. It's just but like you, I got slammed at the beginning about being pro-Marines, but we've, we fixed that. Now I'm pro-everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes, but, you know, the most important thing is them joining, and just in the last week or two when we had a little Facebook glitch, we had 400 people um, to join the group, and that was, you know, just from the glitch, we was able to get, you know, everybody back into the group, and 
and, and gained about, I think we gained about 200 members. That's amazing. From this, Facebook Glitch. grow. You know, yeah. watching it grow over the past year. I mean, I think, I, I can't even, I think we're at like six, seven hundred members that have joined since you started coming on Motherhood Talk Radio, which tells me you're serving a very, very important vital need in the community. Yes. And, and most people, they were like, when they do find us, they say, where were you two years ago when I needed you? Or um, I wish I would have saw you during my first deployment or the second deployment, but I'm glad I found you today, you know, which is awesome to know. Well, and I think, Marcella, you give a forum for people to just share what's on their mind. And sometimes it's just, this is really hard for me because I can't talk to my son or can't talk to my daughter. And I think it's nice that everybody can share in that same feeling. Oh, okay. and I also think that it's wonderful, too, in that the, the, the support is so genuine. You can read these comments and you feel it. You know that this parent is aching and needs some real, uh, real support, not just he'll be home or she'll be oh, home. Oh, I'm just thinking of you or thinking yeah, about him or yeah. thinking of you. They can really relate to each other. And that's, that's the right. best part about it. They, when they talk to someone, they don't feel like they're just talking to someone that just, you know, a coworker or uh, a distant relative or, you know, so they just feel like they're talking to another parent that can connect with them. Absolutely. Was, oh, go ahead, Sam. Oh, well, I was just going to say, um, a while back, we, we honored uh, one of the POS members, uh, their service member was killed. And, you know, when I think about the reach that we have, not only between our Internet radio show, but um, through POS and through the Internet, um, Marcel, how is that name pronounced? I know I got it wrong on the show. Uh, um, DeMarcico? DeMarcico? I think that's right. DeMarcico. Yeah. 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 So we can all share in that loss, we can share in that grief, and, you know, we can hopefully lighten the load for somebody else who's having a very, very difficult day or a difficult time. That's for sure. And we still keep in touch with our Gold Star moms, you know, to check on them and make sure they're doing okay as, as best as they can, you know, during this difficult time for them. It is. It is. And I think the holidays, you know, the first holiday is really rough. And I think the first holiday that your service member is deployed is, is the most difficult. Yes, it is. It is very difficult. And especially if a parent never experienced this before, it's all new to them. They really, really have a hard time knowing, you know, how to handle being away from their sons or daughters. Yeah, well, and that's where, you know, putting up a post on pods has been so powerful. I watch these moms and dads, you know, make a post on there like, you know, what should I do? Everything from a care package to, you know, how do I get through the loneliness or the worry or the frustration? You know, we see all those emotions uh, come out there. And then there's 18 to 50 people, you know, commenting. So you really don't alone. I think that's one of the best things that Pods provides is that sense of community, even though it's over the Internet. And sometimes these families meet, sometimes they don't. And that's the best part about it. Sometimes families do meet and sometimes they don't, but they still feel that connection regardless. And that's the best part about the whole situation. They get to feel that connection. Are you it finding is. that parents are kind of connecting in, in person at, because of Pods? 
Yes, they are. They are. They. I mean, I read a story where a parent met each other at the airport. They just so happened ran into each other and found out they were on the same flight going to their son's homecoming. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So that was awesome. I was like, take pictures, take pictures. <laughs> really, really. Oh, that's so wonderful. But had they would have been, Seneca, they, neither one of them had joint cards. They would have been on that same plane regardless, and they would have been strangers. Yes. That's yes. right. When you put, everybody puts up the pictures, like every time I see a, a dad or a mom hugging their son coming home, you know, whether it's the service member hugging their own child or a you know, parent hugging the service member, it's just such a beautiful thing. And it always, always picks me up. Um, no matter how bad a day I've had, I can go on pods and get lifted up. Okay, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, too. Marcella, in the two minutes that we've got left, do you have one uh, a message that you'd like to just get out there? Uh, the message that I would like to get out there is to let parents know that we are available for them at any time that they want to join a group. They are welcome to join, and membership, we say, is forever. It's not just during deployment. It's also after deployment. And isn't that true? Because once you have gone through it, your your troop is home safe and sound. You now have all of that experience that you can render to somebody else who is waiting for their troop. Um, Marcella Stretch, you're just amazing. We want to make sure everybody finds you at um, Parents of Deployed Service Members on Facebook. And we want to wish all the pods a happy holiday. Uh, we are, are so proud of all of the work that you're doing, Marcella. It, you're just an amazing person, and I know every single parent who's affiliated with parents of deployed service members are saying the very same thing, uh, that you are an amazing person. Yes, but I always tell them that membership makes it amazing, not me. So their <laughs> membership and their input and their conversation makes it a wonderful, awesome group to be a part of. It is a wonderful, and and uh, but it all started with you, and we're so glad that you're with us. And um, I hope you and your family have a, an amazing holiday. Uh, give your your young men a wonderful hug and and thank you to uh, to them for us uh, for their service for uh, holding down the fort now for for all that are are still over there. So thanks, Marcella. Thank you, all of you. Have a good holiday season as well. Take care. Take care. Coming, coming up on the other side of the break, we have Debbie Gregory joining us. I can't wait to say hi to Debbie. She's always wonderful from MilitaryConnection.com and Vamboa. We'll be back with Debbie after this. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. 
Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I encourage all of you to check out Marcella Stretch's Facebook group, Pause Parents of Deployed Service Members. I'd also encourage you to go to iTunes and look up our show under Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got hundreds of episodes covering everything from PTSD to reintegration strategies to great authors and super charities that can make a difference in the lives of our families and talking about super charities and super websites. Uh, we have Debbie Gregory with us today. Hi, Debbie. Happy holidays. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. It's so good to hear your voice. It's always good to hear yours, too. And I want to apologize. I am um, on the road and you're on speaker. Can you hear me all right? Yes. You're, you've got a great speakerphone. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> well, it's great. It depends where I'm driving, though. <laughs> okay. So if all of a sudden you drop off, we'll know that you're, you're okay. No, um, no, I didn't hang up on you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Debbie, you want to talk today about the military skills translator. That's kind of a mouthful. What does that even mean? Well, one of the biggest challenges when service members come back and look for employment is trying to translate their skills in the military to civilian occupation. And there is a 
device uh, where they type in their military occupational skill, their MOS, and then it tells them what uh, viable occupations, trades that they, you know, would be uh, fit for. And this is something the VA and the DOD has, and our site has been approved for it. And we have it on the site, and like almost every day on the site, it's a free resource. It's um, in the employment area, and um, it's just another tool in the arsenal for finding um, employment. And by the way, I heard some very good statistics for our country and for veterans. Um, all of the unemployment rates for you know people across the country for veterans, and even for 9/11 uh, post 9/11 veterans dropped. Um, it's still higher than it should be, mm-hmm. but the fact is that it's going in the right direction, and that's good news. Wow. That is well, really... Well, Debbie, that military skills translator is so important because I had a Toys for Tots event at my house this week and had lots of young veterans there talking about one guy got a job at Bonds, and he was a supply clerk for the Marine Corps, and he was able to get this job doing the very same thing he was doing in the military. Um, but then there was a veteran there who had spent 19 years in the Marine Corps, and he was struggling with how he could translate his skills now that he's a reservist into civilian life. And I wish I had known about the military skills translator because that sounds ideal. Well, it's another tool, and they've also um, changed uh, the transition program when people come out. It's called uh, Transition GPS, and it's a good program. It's been extended from three days to five days. And not only does it have benefits and employment, but it covers education because that's a great option. If you don't have the skills for the job that you want or you want to do something else, you need to get prepared. And, you you know, those that have served have earned uh, education benefits under the post-9-11 GI Bill where it will be paid for, including tax-free housing expenses. So that is good. Um, it's another resource. And then another component of the GPS transition program is going to be uh, the uh, – Veteran business owners, which ties right into Bamboa. Uh, so they're covering all the bases, as they should. Um, my own opinion is that what the states do post-transition is also going to be extremely important. Because sometimes when people are coming out of the military, you know, they're focused on seeing their loved ones and reintegrating. Mm. And maybe they're not thinking right away about getting a job. And then they're out and they're veteran and they don't have a base, a commander, you know, all of the infrastructure that they had and then all of a sudden they're veterans. So how the states are working with the veterans is very important. And we in California are very proud of Debbie, where would one avail themselves of this GPS transition program? Because is this something that they are getting as they are exiting? Or it's is mandatory. This something- they have okay. to do it when they before they come out now. Excellent, I see. But if you're not thinking about it, and also, like anything, if you're getting a lot of data and you're thinking about, oh, I can't wait to see my wife and my kids, sure, it isn't going to be as valuable as at a time when you're really focused on it. So that's why it's very important post-transition that states have a program. In fact, I'm working, um, I serve on the California Interagency Council for Veterans. Um, I'm in the employment area, and I'm in the subcommittee where we're developing 
uh, a transi- post-transition program. And it's going to be challenging because there aren't funds available, but we hope to bring in the private sector and um, have them as partners to kind of pick up the slack. And also it's valuable to them because they're mm-hmm. potential employers. So um, I think that, you know, states that have really good programs, it's always great to use them as models and emulate them. And, um, you know, the more that we do this and the more people coming out, the better everything will be. And I think that's that just points back to why militaryconnection.com is so important because sometimes states offer things that are not in other states. And it's so hard for someone coming out to, uh, to separate and then know exactly what they should be getting, uh, although the VA is certainly offering a lot more in resources – it's very difficult to plow through all of the the the, the paraphernalia, the, the 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 pamphlets, the the little flyers, the the directives. So something like militaryconnection.com is your one stop shop to be able to find whatever state you're living in. And you make well, an excellent point. Um, oh. Somebody could be in Texas, but coming to California, you know. So there's a lot of differences between the states. But I'd like to put a plug in for something. Uh, You know, we're on this fiscal cliff. And one of the things on the fiscal cliff is the um, tax credits for companies that hire veterans, the Bow to Hire Heroes Act. And it's really, really important that that be continued. If they Mm -hmm. can't agree on anything else, Congress, they need to agree on continuing this because it's really uh, made great uh, progress in companies making it uh, financially viable, not only being the right thing to do, but it helps the bottom line in how investment. Be interesting to look at some statistics to see how much impact that that benefit has had for our companies to be hiring vets and to be able to get that tax credit. I think that it opens up the conversation at the very least. Sure. Uh, maybe a company that wasn't even thinking about veterans all of a sudden and they're saying, you know, there's a tax credit. I should really check this. We should, uh, my HR should really check this out. Uh, and, you know, somebody made a point. I talked to the uh, head of Butcher Six, and veterans are outstanding employees and candidates. And, and that's a wonderful point. They have, lead, you know, they, they know how to get the job done. They've accomplished, they're accomplished. And any organization that hires veterans is doing themselves a favor, not just for the tax credits, but they get wonderful, capable people on board. Absolutely. Well, hey, Deb, I have a question for you. One of the Marines asked me this weekend at the Toys for Tots event. He was in uh, North Carolina for seven years, and now he's getting out. He's a reservist, and he's now relocated to California because his family is here. That's where he was originally from. How does he navigate, like, what state does he, you know, because he is now California, does he go to the California veterans? I mean, he was so confused, saying, you know, I've lived here, now I'm living here, what do I do? Where does he start? Well, it is um, it is um, confusing. If he's in California, California has a program with the Department of Motor Vehicles that when, you know, somebody comes to California, they're going to get a driver's license and apply and there's a little box that they can check saying they're a veteran. And it's important to check that because um, they have a, 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 a partnership and a memorandum of understanding where 
the DMV will notify CalVet so that that veteran gets all the information that's important to California veterans. And CalVet has mobile apps, all kinds of great ways to reach veterans, but they need to know that they're a veteran. Um, so that's the first thing. Also, some of the benefits are tied to the, you know, the VA in Washington, D.C., the federal level. And the various state VAs do things more on a limited basis. It, it all comes down to the federal level. So you kind of have to coordinate those benefits. But the most important thing is if you do benefits, go to either a county veteran service officer or there's a wonderful group uh, like AM Vets that have veteran service officers that enroll people in veteran benefits. And it, is, it requires a lot of patience. You know, with any large bureaucracy, they've got millions of people to deal with, and they're doing the very best job they can. And sometimes it takes a long time to those, you know, benefits kick in. So I find, too, that many veterans, and I know a few uh, who might be listening <laughs> to this, that they don't feel like they deserve the benefits or there's people that deserve them more, and they wait and don't bow. And sometimes mm -hmm. when they do file, it's more desperate, and they have to be prepared to wait. That's just the way the system rolls. Yeah. Debbie, we actually have to close out the segment. We're right at one minute to, to the closing. Uh, Debbie, I want to make sure that people know that they can find more information about what we've been talking about, and specifically the Military Skills Translator at militaryconnection.com. And I also want to make sure... Right. Yeah, and make sure that people also visit you at the Veteran and Military Business Owners Associate, uh, excuse me, Associate Association, which is VAMBOA.org. VAMBOA, Debbie, right. Debbie, have a wonderful holiday. Merry and Christmas. And you too, and thank you for all that you do, Sandra. Thank you. Take care. Okay. We are closing out the hour. It's Thank always you. so uh, such a fast hour. Be sure to find us on our website, militarymomtalkradio.com. You can always find our podcasts uh, there as well as iTunes. If we don't catch you next week, have an awesome holiday. Have a Merry Christmas, and we will be talking to you real soon. Everyone, take care. Bye-bye.